You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay. All right, uh, Greg is on the phone, so I'm going to wait until he's done to get going. <laughs> ben, how you doing? I'm all right. How you doing, Asa? Uh, I'm okay. We just had our, our fantasy football draft, uh, so, you know, focus on that. Yeah, I've got one this weekend, I think. I'm in a dynasty league and a regular league. I'm in uh, – I'm in. somehow I got, like, roped into, like, three or four different leagues right now, which is yeah, too it's many. a lot. It's a lot. Um, all right. It's- you see PFF is doing one where you draft 22 players now. You draft like literally like a left guard and stuff. That's awesome. Oh, I would I would be so into that uh, in college. I would not be into that in the pros because I cannot be bothered to give a shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A, once again, Leeds United version of the Touchline Media Group because America's team wins things. Uh, I am your host, Asa, aka The Twig. I'm here with your co-host, Napoleon Gregg, aka The Stump. This episode is brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Iron decides to put in. Um, again, it's been a lot of Progressive and Shopify recently. Um, I'm glad that they didn't, they're, they're no longer doing the, uh, the pickup artist, uh, podcast, uh, at the end of our episodes. I I feel like we've been very vocal about our anti, um, Andrew Tate, whatever thing. So anyways, so, uh, we are joined by, uh, uh, soccer expert and all around good guy, Ben, uh, Ben, how you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for hosting again. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, it's, it's funny, like, again, like, I, like, bring you on, like, you're a guest, as if you're not here right. every week. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with the thing that matters most to all of us, um, uh, which is uh, that Leeds United humiliated a top six team, a, a the, the reigning world 
champion, club world champion, um, in a manner that like, it was, it was like outside of one or two Raheem Sterling is good at soccer's outside of two of those, like a, like a comprehensive victory. Um, so, so I don't know what, what were your guys take? Like, I'll, I'll say mine at, at the end, but like, what, what was your, what was your takeaway? Obviously we'll talk about Brendan. Obviously we'll talk about Tyler and, and Jesse Marsh's various uh, celebrations. Cause all three of them were awesome. Um, but, uh, but what did you guys think about that game? I, I assume you each watched all of it or substantially all of it. Yeah, it was, it was just fun. I mean, that was, that was the type of soccer that I, that I don't, if you had a friend who doesn't like soccer and you said, watch this, they would enjoy themselves. It was just 90 minutes of go, go, go. The bad guys lose, the good good guys win. <laughs> I mean, what was not to enjoy about that? Yeah. I mean, Stumpy, what 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 did you think? I mean, same same general idea. It's uh it's a lot easier to have fun and play free and loose when you don't have anything to lose, like your manager's job or the your respect of the rest of Europe. <laughs> and I haven't I haven't watched baseball for a really long time now, but I used to watch baseball and it feels like there was always a team that would start nine and one or something like the Kansas city Royals would be, they were supposed to be terrible and they would like sweep two series and they, then they would win three out of four of the next one. And they're 10 and one or something. And like they ride that hot start and maybe they fall apart. Maybe they don't, but for a, for a while they're fun. And I'm really hoping that's what Leeds does and just kind of rides that to a comfortable mid table finish and, you know, we get to enjoy a get to enjoy a stress free year full of Americans playing well. I think that's the twenty twenty two Seattle Mariners. Right. No, twenty twenty two Los so. Angeles Angels. Best record in MLB on May fourteenth. One of the worst on July August twenty third. I did not think it was till July. <laughs> so my takeaway from that game was like, it's and and I tweeted this out, but but I've had some more time to think about it. It's very so like in football, you can very easily say, like, oh, I really enjoy this team's offense or this team's defense. Um, and in basketball, like sort of the same because you can play differently. In soccer, it's it's a little bit different since it's so much free-flowing and back and forth. But I don't know that I really can remember a team that I enjoyed watching, like Leeds's defense. Like their offense is disjointed and relies a whole hell of a lot on. I am faster than the guy in front of me. Uh, and if not, then problem. Um, and you can see it without, without Patrick Bamford on the field. Like a lot of the, the theory of Leeds' offense is we've gotten the ball in a good spot. Hopefully that will work out for us. Um, but like the, the defense, watching them press as a unit with like reckless abandon of like kids who don't know better, um, is just, it's like a joy to watch. And I, I may not, this may not be a great uh, comparison because I wasn't watching closely back then, but when Klopp first took over Dortmund, it was like the hipster team to watch and it was called heavy metal football. And he played that style of press, 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 press. And I feel like he's gotten away from it somewhat with Liverpool. Like when he first took over there, I mean, there's that famous clip of, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold pressing like all the way to the corner flag or whatever. But I don't feel like he, they do that quite as much anymore. But I feel like that's where that's where Marsh is at with these guys. They're just their offense is turn it over and we'll figure it out. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really like, like the, the analogy that I put up was, was Michigan state's 2013 defense because the feeling you got watching those teams was like the team that you are playing cannot breathe. Like there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. You cannot fix this. There is nowhere to like, there is no place to relieve pressure, um, which re- I, I guess brings us to the first leads goal where yes. Was it a Mendy mistake? Yes. Like, like let's, let's, let's not like oversell what happened here. <laughs> like, I don't know if you can like, I think you're still, overselling what happened here like that was uh tailor made for twitter um but like it was the type of moment where it's like you make your own mistakes right like sometimes you can force people into situations where a mistake is going to happen and like that looked really bad yes it was a mistake whatever but like to to use an american football analogy if you're covering everybody over the top and you have three three rushers in a quarterback's face, sometimes he's going to throw it to the other team for a pick six. Like, sometimes that happens. And yes, is it a mistake? Yes. Should he have thrown it away? Yes. But he it's didn't. The, whole, because... the, hard, the harder I work, the luckier I get thing. Exactly. Because I mean, right, bef- right before that, Aronson turned that ball over. Mm-hmm. And he didn't throw his arms up in the air. He didn't, like, kind of do that. Oh, man. Like, as soon as he turned it over, he followed his shot. I yep. mean, he got just didn't you know didn't swear and stand there for a second just immediately followed the ball to the goalkeeper and made his own luck yeah and look like there's so much about this team that's that's fun to watch but part of it is is that the attacking talent even even Aronson who is a 30 million euro transfer like they're they're grinders like they they go out and press to hell um which is so much fun because like people talked about like, Oh, the reason that, that man United weren't good last year was because Ra- you know, Ralph Ragnick who invented this shit, the Gagan press that, that Klopp used it at Dortmund and, and the Red Bull system has sort of made its own. Um, like Cristiano Ronaldo is not going to chase after a ball back to the keeper. <laughs> like Br- Bruno Fernandez is not going to do it. Even like, even their guys who should be doing it are not going to do it. Jaden Sancho is not going to do it. Anthony Alanga is not going to do it, but like Jack Harrison doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go do that. Uh, Dan James, you know, is going to do that, which is ironic because, you know, he's a Manchester United guy, <laughs> but like Brendan Aronson um, sort of being the tip of that spear um, and look, I don't think that, this, I think this is going to get found out because premier league managers get paid a lot of money to figure out solutions. And like, I think there are probably going to be ways to figure this out. Like don't have two midfielders who don't want to progress the ball on the field at the same time, um, which Chelsea had a little bit of. Well, and you're going to have to, if you're Jesse Marsh, you're going to have to get some points on your first trip through the batting order, so to speak. Oh Yeah. Oh you yeah. Don't wanna, you don't want to be in the situation you were in last year. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, that's what he gets paid a lot of money for too. He's going to have to, you know, counter the counter. Right. And we don't know if he can do that. His time at RB Leipzig says uh, maybe not. Um, more, the further we get away from that, the more I think there is something weird there. Uh, the team actively Fairways. did not want to play with him. <laughs> like, yeah. like so much of his game is buy-in right? Like, like it doesn't work if 11 people aren't pressing. Like if one of the center backs is not pressing, then there's a release and suddenly it breaks. Well, in that Chelsea game, I think is going to be huge for that because when you beat Chelsea three to nothing, you're like, Hey, 
you know what? Maybe, I, maybe I, maybe I chase this ball a little bit further than I would have, or maybe I, you know, that gets, that gets you buy-in yeah. winning, winning cures a lot of things. And and it makes people believe. And the other thing is, is I, I actually think having Brendan and did you mean to, did you mean to quote Ted Lasso? Before <laughs> I talking didn't. about <laughs> did he did he say that? Yeah. No. Yeah. To believe the believe sign. Oh, the believe sign. All right. I thought um, that it was something about winning. No. No. Um. But but like the thing is, I think having Brendan and Tyler there, uh, matters so much because like Tyler does not work in another system. <laughs> like I love him to death, but he is like a a I am a specific type of defender, and I work in a specific type of system. Um, and, but he works so well, like all of the crap that he got from us men's national team, Twitter over the last call it 18 months, um, season and a half, I guess, um, was built around the fact that like, Oh, can you do it at blah, blah, blah. He is doing it at the highest level against the best players in the world. And he, he's doing well, it with according to, according to Chelsea's talent right, scout, which right, means yeah. that they're like. <laughs> A full letter grade lower than Chelsea thinks they are. Only when they play for Chelsea, though. Because Romelu Lukaku is outscoring all the goals he wants for Inter Milan right now. <laughs> he, scored, he scored a goal in like 24 seconds a couple weeks ago. And it's like, ah, yeah. the only way I can do that at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Timo Werner scored scored in his first game back. Like, uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi is, is about to, like, break winger records wherever he goes. Um, hopefully Christian can yeah. find somewhere else to go, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. Um, but like, like the thing is, is that like, I, I do want to talk about Tyler specifically again, because the way he looks as, and I, all you can call it is a free safety, right? Like the way he looks patrolling the middle of the field, um, with like that level of confidence is it's fun. Well, like, I, I tweeted out something to this effect before, but when he first moved to Leipzig in 2019, there was like, well, is he going to get any time? You know, what, when he's just moving over. And then he started starting and for, he got hurt towards the end of that season, like in May yeah. or so, but from whatever, February to May, he was legitimately like, if you'd made a list of the top five D mid prospects in the world, he'd have been on it. And then, you know, stuff happened. Manager changes, managers changed, the system changed. And, you know, he's a specific player for a specific role. But if you put him in that role, he is really, really good at it. And Marsh knows exactly what that role is, and he's doing it. So I don't know if he can put in a full season of this. <laughs> what do I care? Put it until November. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but that's the thing though, is that like, if he can keep this up, like you start, you start talking about like, if there's a team that wants to press like crazy, is there a defensive midfielder who can do it better than him? And I, I, I I don't think I'm being hyperbolic here when I say like, I don't know that there's an answer to that. And it's (laughs) like, one of the leads people call them N'Golo Yankee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love it. But like, that's the thing is that like, the book on, on N'Golo Kante, why N'Golo Kante is so good is because he doesn't stop. And Tyler sort of has that same thing where it's like, if you get, if, if he's in a system he's confident with, if you're not asking him to spray passes around the field offensively and you're say and you say like, look, your job is to destroy plays on defense and get the ball to someone who can do something with it on offense. 
guess what? That also works for the Americans. Right. And we've used this, we've used this uh, comparison, I think for Miles Robinson, but having Tyler Adams back there is a little bit like having a shutdown corner in football. If you're just say, you know what, I've got this guy, I don't need any help. Well, then that frees up guys to do other things. So yeah, you can send more players forward. You can, you can press higher because, you know, this guy's got this segment of the field covered. And that's the thing is that like with the center mids that we have, that's sort of a really big advantage because it, what it means is that certain players, including his teammate at Leeds, can play at the eight, right? Like you don't have a problem playing Geo or Brendan at the eight if Tyler's there just making everything okay. And obviously Wes will get back and forth. Like Wes will cover something. And I- I think it was uh, that um, Markel Santi, the Suzeta guy on Twitter, yeah. pointed out. He's like, "Look at Chelsea. Their midfield, their center mids have to track back. So like Jorginho and uh, Connor Gallagher had to had to put in work on defense because they didn't have a defensive midfielder back there covering for them. Whereas if you have Tyler Adams back there, your midfielders don't have that you know don't have that responsibility put on them. Right." And like, and, and, and that's such like an, an important aspect also to like what Leeds does because Leeds is four, two, three, one, like Roca does get a little bit more forward and it's not like the double pulley system where one of the, you know, one of the, one of the two gets forward. Blah, blah. Yeah. They have to Tyler read doesn't, other. Right. Yeah. Tyler doesn't get forward. That's not his job. He did hit that one ball pretty hard though. That he did. He kicked crap out of that ball. Man, like, I wish I, that had gotten through. Um, but yeah, he, he kicked crap out of like um but I, I think the probably like the best thing about this whole thing the way that they've started this season is it would have been really easy for the British press to be like oh look at the Americans Americans can't do it see blah 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 and that's just silent like it's just it's just not going to be a thing yeah um well uh, it's not going to be a thing yet yes right, right until right. they no, lose the two games in a row Right. I can say I, I don't give the British tabloids or the British press any benefit of the doubt. Uh, n- nor should you. Um, but like, but the thing is, the longer you can hold it off, and especially if you can hold it off until November, then certain that then at that point, when that game comes around, the British press is not going to be like, oh, we can roll over America. I mean, they'll still say that, but there will be some measure of respect for the starting six and the starting maybe starting time hey, but if you're being honest with yourself which one would you prefer the british press being like oh the americans are somebody to respect or the british press saying nah they still don't have it yet and then us dropping three spot on them. like i that's a question give us the disrespect give us the disrespect stumpy are you a michigan state fan? motivate <laughs> yeah well motivate motivate west you know who is weston mckinney you know why because that man is driven by pettiness and disrespect. I mean, like, if you look at our team, like, I think a lot of them probably are driven by a certain amount of disrespect. Tyler. Wes, said, Gio. I'm ready for, I'm ready for Christian Pulisic to go full heel, heel turn too, by the way. Oh, like, I, I, I thought it was so much garbage on Twitter, on uh, Insta for just like posting a picture of him and his buddies. I would just, if I were him, I would be willing to go like Gareth Bale. Like just, I'm going <laughs> to, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I think he's waiting for the move out first that he doesn't tank his own market, and then his reasons Juventus like out the way, out the door on the way back, be like, "Tuchel is what he's doing." Bye. I mean, I I, I would love like a, a flag, an American flag that just says um, "Chess America Chelsea" <laughs> in that order. <laughs> 
Oh. Uh, or yeah, that's his thing, right? Chess, not video games. Yeah, it's. I think it used to be Fortnite, but now he's on to right. chess. Now he's on to chess. Um, Much better. A natural you. progression. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't go from Fortnite to chess? Um, but I, I think like the Jesse Marsh thing, like I don't want to step on Watke's toes here, um, but the Gronk spike uh, after the second goal, phenomenal. The first goal where he good. did he did the Thomas Tuchel. Um, I, I don't know if it was intentional. I think it was. It, it was. Awesome. It was. It definitely was. <laughs> like, so wait, that comes up another one. See so you know how like all of the goals have celebrations are like elaborately planned and everything. How much can American players crib from the NFL before somebody in Britain realizes? <laughs> I, I just like, want somebody, somebody just the makes the Gronk bird. spike their thing. Yeah, the dirty bird or the icky <laughs> shuffle or something, and the Brits are all like, "What is he doing?" <laughs> or like, see, the thing is, is that like there are certain ones that it would be really hard to crib, right? Like Gronk spike, you can't really do unless you're a manager. Um, but like, I would love if someone like started doing the uh, like the old Dion dance, like the. Uh, <laughs> Bring back the greatest uh, hits from the NFL. Do the whole Ray Lewis dance. <laughs> See, that's that might be the good one. Unfortunately, um, but I I mean I guess that brings us to to the obvious, which is the guy who stole his goal celebration from Terrell Davis, uh Josh Sargent, who uses the mile high salute. Um I, I I guess like we sh- we should probably focus still on leads for another minute, um, but then we can get to Josh uh, and and him becoming uh, you know back on the radar. Um, but I I think like as you look at leads and especially compared to Chelsea, um, I've watched a lot of Chelsea over the last two years, three years. How yeah. long has it been? I don't know, too long. And like it's so unfun watching Chelsea. <laughs> like they're just such a chore to watch, even when 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 Christian was cooking. And even when he goes through that stretch every year where he gets three games in a row and plays well and then gets hurt, um, like, it's just such a chore to watch them play. And Leeds plays fun. And, like, at some point it will not be fun because they will go up against Man City and they will be slowly and ritualistically dismantled. That's going to be really fun to watch for, like, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's got all the 15 versus two seed energy that you could possibly want. Um, Except that with man with Man United, no Man City. Oh, okay, I misheard you. I'm sorry. No, Man United would be like a, a ten seven. <laughs> <I'm> not <laughs> sure who the seven is. But the but the seven really <laughs> thinks they're really good. It's like when like every now and then when Kentucky or both or teams Duke, definitely think they're the seven. <laughs> um. So so like but but that's the thing is that this this team is just super fun to watch and until they're not like. Who cares? Ride the high. Um, but they play tomorrow. They're they, not on TV, but they play tomorrow. Who do they play? I mean, n- neither uh, of the Americans. Carabao Cup game. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so Carabao Cup, I guess we should talk about the Carabao Cup games that happened uh, today uh, or yesterday because we... Burnsley. Burnsley. Uh, we, we, are, we are definitely recording on Wednesday for a Wednesday night show so um yeah we know totally what's going to happen we just don't think you know what's going to happen which is why we're only talking about the tuesday games um so I, do we need to talk about austin trusty i don't know like i'm never going to write anybody off ever again how'd yeah. you write an austin trusty are going to lead the u.s to victory <laughs> like it, it's sort of weird because like i feel like he was like he came in for one of those camps 
and was not good and like played in Colorado and you're like, he's fine. And then he got a balance sheet move to Arsenal and you're like, it's a balance sheet move. Well, he got moved out of Philadelphia because he wasn't good enough for Philadelphia. Right. And it's not like Philadelphia is great at the defense thing. Um, like their, their number one prospect uh, center back is what's his name? The guy who was on the U20s who was demonstrably mediocre. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Not Jalen Neal, the other one. Uh, yeah, that guy. Anyway. Yeah, that guy. Anyways. <laughs> um, but so in terms of like the, the Carabao Cup, um, uh, Chris Richards started, which is like sort of important only because he needs to get a certain amount of minutes um, between now and November. Uh, Brandon and if, Craig. Brandon Craig. That is, is the name that I was searching for. I knew it was a, a Georgia quarterback name. I just didn't <laughs> know what. Okay. Um, but I, 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 I got to tell you, like, I sort of don't need Chris Richards to be playing in the Premier League. Um, like, if if they stay in these cup battles, like, I, I'm sort of okay with him getting 90 every two weeks. Yeah, I guess. I, don't, I mean, he's – I'm – for Pulisic, if he's getting 20 minutes every week – I'm fine with that. That's enough to keep, that's enough to keep you sharp. I don't know for a center back. I will, I, I at least want to play. I don't know. I would prefer he play more than just cup games, but I don't know how realistic it's going to be. Well, for, for and, injuries. yeah. A- Anderson and, and Guhi, Guhi, Guhi. I don't know how to pronounce that name. G-U-E-H-I. Um, like they're both very good as it turns out. Um, and like, so like, I, I, I don't think Chris Richards necessarily deserves to start in front of either of them. Um, so like, if, if he's part of like, you know, he comes on when they're up to kill off a game. Great. Cool. Um, I, I don't love the idea that they're thinking of playing him as sort of the, the, uh, uh, a fullback, um, unless he's like sort of a stay at home Reggie Cannon fullback. Yeah. And I, I thought, I remember hearing something about they wanted him to play three at the back. But I don't think that's going to be their their it's preferred their formation. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if they play three at the back, like I'm, I'm. That's awesome. Great, do it. Um, because I, I sort of want that to be a trick in the U.S. men's national team's bag, anyways. Mm. Um. So the more people who are comfortable with it, the better. Uh. But I, I think like as you as you sort of look at Chris Richards's situation, um. Yeah, it would be great if he could get what I mean, five hundred minutes between now and November. I mean, if he just got three or four in a row, you know, just before the World Cup, that would be <laughs> good enough. But I don't know. We're just gonna have to see where where it shakes out. Yeah, oh, um, and against a like league, like a fourth division team, they pitched a shutout. So great, yeah. that that works. Um, so I guess now we can we can sort of talk about the other center back situation thing, um, which is just an excuse to talk about uh, Norwich before we talk about the actual Norwich thing. Um, Jonathan Tompkinson is a premier is a, is a championship level defender. Um, He started in their Carabao cup game. He has started for them in, in, I think in the championship. Um, He was like the captain of their U 23s as an 18 year old Um, for, for a club that is a yo-yo club. Um, Tompkinson is going to be getting minutes in the premier league at some point in the next three years. Um, and I, I think that's something to keep in mind. Not, not that, it, that it's going to matter in November, but for 2026, like as you start like looking forward or, or, or even at the, you know, 2024 gold cup or whenever the next world cup is, I certainly don't know. Uh, like he's someone to keep an eye on. 
Right. Um, I mean, who are the who are the up and coming center backs? Because Walker Zimmerman is going to age out for right. I mean, he'll be 33, I think, in 2026 or 34. So basically, you're talking Chris Richards and then question marks. So it's, it's, we're going to need somebody to come through. It's it's Richards. And then like people have sort of penciled in Justin Che. I don't know that he's playing. Right. Um. Then then you're like, hopefully, Miles Robinson comes back healthy, but he'll be 28. Um. And then you start looking at upside down question marks. Like, I don't know, Austin trusting. Great. Cool. Reggie Cannon's <laughs> but, a center back by then. <laughs> by the way, what the hell is going on with John Brooks? Like there's gotta be something going on behind the scenes. Cause he still doesn't have a club. Uh, that, that, so, so there was a rumor that Frankfurt wanted him, I guess. Running like a dog fighting ring or something. What is going I, on? I, I mean, I, I can't I think, think we're all answering our own question here, guys. <laughs> It's John Brooks is John Brooks. And like, it turns out Greg Berhalter isn't the only manager who doesn't want to deal with his bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Every manager in the world turns out. Right. Like, like at a certain point, like, like, and like, I've, I've said this in the Tuchel context, like if everybody sucks at a certain point, it's not everybody else. It's you. Right. When you're on your fourth divorce, you're like, well, maybe it's not the women. (laughs) Maybe. Um, and I, I think John Brooks might be the baddie, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, my John Brooks is an asshole gifts. t-shirt is answering a lot of questions already posed by my shirt. Um, like I yeah, I I and like look, like it's a shame. Um, but in terms of like the center back, the left-footed center back who's a good distributor, like maybe the John Brooks we were looking for was Tim Ream all along. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said that like a month ago. <laughs> like I I don't know. Like at a certain point, like you have a dude who's playing for a team that's not losing games and he's captaining them and starting at like, and playing 90 minutes at a certain point, you sort of have to say like, look, I, I, I don't know. Do we have a better center back than, than Tim Ream? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, he needs to put together like another month of performances, but he's, you know, he's like three sevenths of the way there now. Yeah, like at, at a certain point, and, and also like there's like the secondary point with Tim Ream where it's like Tim Ream is doing a lot of crap for uh, MLS stands because all of those people are like, Psh, uh, Aaron Long could play in, in the Premier League and, and everybody else is like, no, he couldn't. But now we're sort of like, could he? <laughs> maybe he can. <laughs> like before he was injured, maybe, maybe, I, I don't know. Um, and like, that's sort of what Tim Ream has done here because I had written him off. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like when Tim Ream got undressed by the world's worst, uh, La Liga winger, like I was like, all right, that's it. Um, like, we'll see you. We'll see you later, Tim Ream. But like he's played, he's already played 270 minutes in the premier league for a Fulham team. That's what drawn to one, one. Plus they yell Ream every time he does something good. So that's always fun. Yeah, I mean, you have to have, like, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's important. But you know what else you need to have? Whatever the sponsor is selling? That only really works if we're talking about insurance, which you do need <laughs> to have in your car. Uh, you don't need to have Wu Tungsten. I assume it's going to be them. Um, <laughs> that's, not even, that's not even an ad for Wu Tungsten. It's just an ad for, what was it, Shopify? Yeah. You need game. Take the advice from the pickup artist. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's back! <laughs> um, so, so, so after talking about Jonathan Tompkinson, um, 
you guys want to do the thing that we do freaking every week and have some nine discourse? <laughs> yeah. They're all scoring. That's, They're that's all scoring. Um, so uh, I, I want to talk first about um, the once and future uh, nine with Josh Sargent. All right. Um, hang on. Before, before we get into, before we do that, I want, you get to take three. As of right now, it is August 23rd. Sorry, 24th. Um, it is August something. Uh, you get to take three forwards. As of today, who are they? Uh, I'm going with uh, Sergeant Ferreira Pifak. That's my same three. Craig, you? Yeah, that's it. Like I'm going like... to massively overreact again next week when Pepe scores off the bench in the 89th minute. <laughs> but for the for the moment, I think that's the three you want. I mean, well, Pifak has been... I'm in form now for what three season years. and a half. <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, is that like PFOC, PFOC was in France, didn't really do much, goes to Switzerland, scores all of the goals. And now he's in Germany and you're like, and, and, and I think all of us were sort of like, even, even those of us who are PFOC defenders. Um, oh gosh, guys, I screwed up. Sorry. I want to rewind back to the center back uh, discussion. I went out to Sowie <clears throat> back <laughs> forward. Um, like, like even those of us who are PFOC defenders, and, and I think that this podcast is like pretty pro PFOC railroad. Um, like I expect. Uh-oh. Okay. I know where he's going with this though. Cause like in your, our best case scenario, could anybody really expect what he's been able to do? I mean, yeah. in the Swiss league, but like moving to the Bundesliga, do we really think he'd be able to do this consistently? Uh, I- no, usually there's like a, a there's like a tax. You get the you know when you go up a level, you get the Bundesliga tax or you get the Premier League tax. So whatever your whatever your XG was at one level, you got it. You expect to take a hit, but he hasn't really so far. I mean, he had a goal and assist this weekend. He had a goal the weekend before that, and I really am feeling regret right now because we did not make nearly enough young boys jokes last season. <laughs> we for young boys last we year, we didn't. So. We really should have. Could done you that. say they? Could you say they weren't ripe yet? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, do people walk around Switzerland wearing T-shirts that say "Young Boys"? This- I assume so. Nobody bats your eye. Nobody bats their eye. Well, I guess it has to be like the right colors. Like you look at, it, you're like, "Why is that a blue and red Young Boys shirt?" <laughs> well, Not good. Get him. <laughs> um. So, so I, I, I think PFOC, um it has is is on fire but like Josh Sargent playing two years essentially not as a striker not scoring goals losing his form and then suddenly he plays as a striker two games in a row and it's like oh right he's good at scoring goals when he plays as a striker well and watching Norwich in the Premier League was awful watching Norwich in the championship has been like hey this isn't bad and I watched I think I watched the second half of his last game and he reminded me of Jesus Ferreira, just a, like kind of a more swole version. <laughs> he, he could, you yeah. know, he could, uh, he, he carries a little bit more weight. He's better in the air, but he plays some nice first touch passes. He's better in the air than Ferreira. I don't know. I, just getting a little too hyped up over watching a half of Josh Sargent score two goals. But that reminded me of what, you know, he looked like back in whatever, 2018, 2019, whenever that was. Well, I think the whole thing with, with Sargent is that for a long time, we have all looked at him as like, 
he has everything you need from a striker, right? Like he was the complete striker we all wanted. Um, Except for the goal part. But then he started not scoring. And we were like, well, if he has everything else, like, can you get away with having your goal scorers be Weya and Pulisic and Reyna? Like, oh, okay, okay. But it turns out he wasn't scoring because he was playing as a right winger. Um, and like, it, I, I, I think in the long run, that will be good for his development as well as getting sent down with Norwich this year. Um, but I, I wonder, I wonder if like he spent two years getting really, really good at pressing and tracking back and using his feet on the outside. And then suddenly it's like, oh, um, I'm going to be able to do all of those things that you need to do to be a soccer player. But also I'm going to get all those goals that you, you know, and, and it's, it's not like he never scored goals. Like that was the thing is that we weren't like projecting an ability to score goals. It's just, he stopped scoring for two years. Well, and at some point you score goals because you're scoring goals. You have that confidence and you just know that if I hit this, it's probably going to go in. And I think the opposite is true. At some point, Josh Sargent stopped scoring goals because he hadn't scored one in nine months. And he well, knows when he hits this, something weird is going to happen. And it's remember not that open net he ha- he missed. Like that was like the quintessential. I have no confidence. I have no belief, you know, and that should have been a goal. And it wasn't. I don't know if you guys golf, but everyone, I don't golf well, but everyone saw I'm standing over like a four foot putt. And I'm like, there's no way this is going in. There's, I mean, there's just no way. And then you miss it. And you're like, yep, I knew that was going to happen. So I would I, imagine there's a soccer version. Yeah. I, I have, I have a, a supreme amount of arrogance at all times with golf. And so my thing is I like set up, step up, step up to the tee box. And I'm like, I'm going to hit this drive 250. And it's like, I hit it 125 on a 90 or on a 45 degree angle that's not at all what I wanted <laughs> or I guess 135 mine usually go out what is that slice Good, we're gonna do math again yeah 135 <laughs> right live math the best kind of <laughs> podcast <Live. laughs> um but like I, I think Sergeant like even when Sergeant wasn't scoring goals for a year we were all like yeah but he's still the guy um it was only when he stopped playing as a striker that we were all like, all right, well, you can't. Well, is he really going to keep Pookie out of the lineup for a while? I mean, I guess if he keeps scoring, he will, but. I mean, what, what I'm hoping is that they, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, they love Pookie there. Um, and he's been there for so long and he's been, I mean, he's what young thirties, right? I want to say he's like 32. Um, so yeah, he's 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 young enough that he does believe that he's going to get another shot at the Premier League when they yo yo. Got on thirty two. Yeah, um, but the, I think the thing is with Sargent is that like, if he's ten years younger and he scores goals every time you play him as a single number nine, like, don't you sort of have to play him up right? there? I mean, just even looking at it from like a. a super cynical financial point of view you have a 23 year old striker that if he plays well and you don't go up like you know what we could make 10 mil on this kid whereas pookie is just you know he is what he is and pookie's sticking around until he can leave on a free right like to go back and play yeah i mean the only person (laughs) the only person that's going to sign him is if like if a you know a championship team goes up and doesn't want to spend money on a forward like, well, he's scored in the Premier League, so we'll sign him. The the Alexander Mitrovich, if you will. <laughs> the Shane the Shane Long. The Shane Long. <laughs> um, 
So, I, I mean, I, I think like, especially as you, you go through the nines that are, are really an option. Um, I don't think Haji Wright is an option. I think that he could score 30 goals between now and November. Greg Berhalter does not like him. Yeah, he's on the um, John Brooks plan. Yeah, like, I, I think that he brought him in, put him in the worst situation so that he could say, well, I tried him and he didn't score any goals. And it's like, well, he was, he was playing in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really his fault now, is it, Greg? And it's like, well, he didn't score. All right, thanks. Um, but like when you, when you look at, at the realistic other options at the nine, you're talking about Brandon Vasquez, who has never sniffed a camp, not even a camp cupcake. Um, yeah, nope. you're talking about, uh, Ricardo Pepe, who has played what a total of 50 minutes in the last year or in the last eight months. Um, for club. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Zardes, because we have to have this conversation. Um, Daryl DK, who's hurt. Like who who else has played up top um for well, for the US? I mean Zardas. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's it's really and like Sargent does actually have time on task. He's been in the team. Yeah. I don't know if he's been in the team since it's been, you know, Burhalter 2.0, but he's at least spent time in camp with these guys. So I think that gives him a leg up on Vasquez at least. Well, I think he was, I think he was there as late as the first, I think he was with us in the first world cup qualifying window. Was he? I think so. Like I have a memory of him, him being on like, like taken off at like, yeah. Because remember he had that awesome goal clearance. Yes. Was that in the, was that in world cup qualifying? I I think that was, well, it was either world cup qualifying or, or, um, or the nation's league. So he's, he's, he's been around at least as, as recently as then. Um, 18 months. Yeah, he's he's been he's been around in the last well in the last fourteen months, right? Since last June, um, yeah, which is you know more, again more than Brandon Vasquez would say, um, and so I I, I think that he's he, like if he's scoring goals, and I, I I think we we've been saying this since the summer, like if he's scoring goals in the championship, you do not have a better option. Like Ferreira is not a better option. For how they play, PFOC is not a better, better option because PFOC, as much as I love him, uh, refuses to, you know, do the things that Greg Berhalter believes a nine should do. Well, I think PFOC is the change up off the bench. I don't think he is a legitimate yeah. starting forward option. But I think, I mean, I think you're starting forward at this point is Ferreira with yeah. an outside chance of Josh Sargent if he really keeps up this patch of form for two more months. I, th- I think it'll be, I think going into September, Ferreira is the starter. Um, I think it'll be very interesting who the third center forward is that they bring in. Um, and if it's, if it's Sargent, I expect Sargent to be at the World Cup. Um, mm-hmm. If it's not Sargent, I, I, I'm not as certain, but we'll see. Um, well, and it goes back to the whole, almost back to the, the center back thing. Because the the I thought I always thought the best argument for John Brooks was just having that set of skills available if you needed it. You didn't have to start him, but if you had a lot of possession and nothing was going anywhere, you had an option back there at center back to start attacks from the back. And I think that's the same thing with Pifak. If you want three of the same striker, he's not coming. But if you want tall guy to hit crosses after the last ten minutes, he's probably your dude. Well, I, I also like him against specifically England because England is going to show up there with strong, sturdy center backs, right? Like, I, don't, I, I am not all that confident that Josh Sargent or Jesus Ferreira is going to be able to, like, 
stand up. And and I know like like there are a lot of jokes about Harry Maguire, but like he he he's good at center back and he's very strong. Um, so like I, I don't know that Jesus Ferreira is not going to get bodied off the ball every single time. Whereas I'm quite certain that Jordan Peebok will not. Hey, I finally found it, by the way. Josh Sargent started our first World Cup qualifier against El Salvador. There you go. He played 64 minutes there. That was the last time we saw him? Well, he played 45 against Honduras in that third game. So he was there for the first window and then not back after that. Well, still. So, okay. So he's, he, he, yeah. he's, he's been here in the last year. But for real, that gives him that gives him an advantage over Vasquez because Vasquez is starting from zero, and we know that Burhalter values time on task. And at this point, how do you want to start at zero with a guy at the World Cup in November? I mean, he's got to be pretty good, I would think, to justify that. Hercules Gomez aside, uh, right. no, yeah, not not really. Um, so I, I I'm going to bring up another option for the nine only as a lead in to talk about another person who is linked with his team, but uh, all right. For those of you who, who, who want to hear it. Yes. Gio Reyna can play as a false nine. Are we good? Can we do that? Are, are we done? Can we like, he's never done it for the, for, for, for club or country. It works on FIFA though. Isa. It, it works on FIFA. Yeah. You're right. Thanks. Okay, good. We done. We, we did that. <laughs> We're good with that. Let's talk about Dortmund. Uh, ben, you had some news. Not really. There's just wild rumors going everywhere. And the one I hope is true <laughs> at the moment is a, a Mounier for Dest swap. Although why Barcelona wants Mounier, I I'm, cannot for the life of me understand. Usually when I watch him, I think he's terrible. But I if mean, it gets Serginho Dest onto Dortmund, do it, guys. You, I, I would love to root against Barca again. They're awful these days. I was going to say, yeah, Ben, uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit here because if – you think it's a bad idea. That likely means Barca right. thinks it is a good idea. <laughs> right. They, they're the only people that bought bad idea jeans. Yes. I mean, Did anybody yes. get that reference? <laughs> no. No. It was an SNL commercial in like the 90s. I don't, do you remember SNL used to do fake commercials? I do. There's one, there was a commercial called Bad Idea Jeans. People, people 10 years older than you might think this is funny, but it's a long way to go for a bad joke. Uh uh, the, oh, the only, we appreciate it. Yeah, and and the only uh, commercial, like fake commercial, that I can think of in this moment, I know that there were a thousand and one, but the only one that I can think of is the one. Um, how do I put this without getting canceled? The one with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler with a certain type of beer, um, and and the pool and uh, a, a number of gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's for some reason the only one I can think of in this moment um, because I wanted to think of like, oh yeah, just like X, but I can't. I can't say that one. Um, so, uh, I, so, so I, I think that like something's up with Serginho Dest because he's not even making game day rosters, which means he, he, he doesn't care. He's like, I want to stay at Barcelona forever. And they're like, we hate you die. It's like, I'm building a house. <laughs> What's going on? I, I sort of love it because like, I think that what he's done is he's like, no, I'm a Barcelona player and they pay me a lot of money. And they're like, but we don't want you. He's like, no, no, I'm a Barcelona player and they pay me a lot of money. Also, I'm number two, right? I'm number two. Are these checks going to keep clearing? They're like, we don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I'm a Turkish club. They're probably okay. Like that. Yeah. Like they haven't bounced yet. So. I am here until the checks stop clearing. (laughs) At which point I, I reserve the right to reassess. But like. Fair, like as as someone like look, like obviously I'm not I've I've, I've never been in the in the mindset of a professional athlete, but like 
if you told me I didn't have to work and the checks would checks would keep coming, like, yeah, sounds uh, yeah. good, guys. <laughs> and you know, maybe I'm crazy on this one, but doesn't Des seem like the kind of person that I mean, he's our starting right back. It doesn't matter if he yeah. never doesn't play another minute before the World Cup; he's going to be in it. Doesn't it seem like he's the kind of guy that would just try to rub it in Barcelona's face and just have an amazing World Cup? He would be doing like Rabonas and I don't know. I don't, he seems like, he seems like he could be a spiteful kind of guy as well. Does our team just seem overly spiteful, really? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Our team is sort of built on spite. I don't Um, need it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, who's like the most happy-go-lucky player on our team. And I think it's Yunus Musa. Weston's pretty happy-go-lucky. But Weston has a meaning. He turns. Yeah, I know. He turns. Yeah. Weston, Weston has like, like he seems happy-go-lucky. And yet somehow in every single game, he gets choked, which tells me that. (laughs) It's not all happy-go-lucky for him. Um, it might be a facade. <laughs> like, it's, it's I, I get the sense that he talks a lot. Um, and, like, Aaron, Aronson doesn't seem spiteful, but he does seem like, I am going to make you hate me. Uh, like, he's got the Aaron Craft gene. Um, <laughs> yes. Which, which is, which, you know, <laughs> is what it is. Um, but I, I, I do think, I do think Dest could, like, go bonkers in the world cup and then when barcelona are like okay this is our right back of the future still he's like trade request <laughs> transfer request. now i want to leave <laughs> now I leave. <laughs> no, no he he gets the he gets the big check and then he just lets it sail <laughs> uh thanks everybody uh i will be going uh to madrid thank you so much i will see you i will see you twice a year three times a year probably uh. um but yeah i, I mean i i think that like in terms of the U.S. men's national team aspect. I mean, Wes is playing. Reyna played a bit, um, which is good because both of them were injury concerns. Wes is no longer on the injury concern list. Um, Gio is on the injury concern list until 2024 um, because, again, he's on that German program, and that German program tends to have a problem with uh, hamstrings. Um, Not saying, just saying, as I've mentioned previously, look up the – Injuries that happen with steroids and look up the injuries that Ken Griffey Jr. had in Cincinnati. Not saying, oh. just saying. <laughs> um, oh. Although, did you see the news today? He's the uh, the hitting coach for Team USA. Yeah. There's a Team USA baseball team? Yeah, World Baseball Classic. Oh. I, I didn't bring up the World Baseball Classic for any reason. Certainly not because uh, Team Israel did particularly well last time around. And there's some news from Israel. You see how I did that? You see that transition? Seamless. <laughs> um, I hardly even noticed. <laughs> I did see the goal. Congratulations. Uh, do you know who else saw the goal? Red Star, <laughs> Red Star Belgrade's defender when he kicked it into his own goal in the 90th minute. The be- <laughs> That was a little far for that one. <laughs> um, yes. Um, but so Maccabi Haifa, first Israeli team to make the uh, Champions League group stage since 2015, looking to be the first Israeli team to win a game in the group stage since 2011. <laughs> Who else is in uh, their group? I, I, they haven't done, they haven't drawn groups yet for Champions yeah, League. They but they no, just won today on aggregate. Yeah. Uh, n- knowing the way that these things work, I assume that it will be three very good teams and Haifa. <laughs> um, <laughs> But there's actually a reason to talk about Haifa because they do have an American eligible goalkeeper. Um, the only American eligible goalkeeper in the Champions League this year. So, Cohen? Yep. Yeah. What happened to the Sco- Schoenfeld guy or whatever? Remember the forward? Uh, he wasn't very good. 
he, he had like a pretty good season in Israel, I thought. He went yeah. from like the Columbus to somewhere in Israel and scored a bunch of goals. Yeah, I, I, I really need Israeli you to understand league. where the Israeli league is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, like I, 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 I have an Israeli team. I, I like the Israeli league. Um, I, I, if, I'll, I'll say this. If Israel cared about its domestic league the way that America cares about its domestic league and, and, it, and it having representation on the national team, um, it would be humiliatingly bad. Um, so, but Josh Cohen, like, I mean, you could make an argument that he's the only in-form American keeper. <laughs> we, 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 know, we know the ones that are playing, aren't Right. So okay. like, uh, like, I don't, I, I don't know why, why not? I mean, the answer why not is that he's not nearly good enough, but, um, you know, like, I, I think it would be very funny if, uh, Berhalter was like, who else do you want me to bring in? Who, who? Name him. Matt Turner, who's not playing. Uh, Zach Steffen, who plays a ton and sucks. So like, what, yeah. what do you want? Did you see uh, the video that uh, Vince tweeted out? It was like, it was uh, uh, Steffen, like, tapping the ball, like, waving everybody down, and then just hitting a ball straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, like and it's it's such a shame because like I loved the idea of Zach Steffen like having like the American Ederson and it's like nope nope he is not that guy oh dear I mean he had a much better chance of making the World Cup when he was not putting all of his all of that on display yeah yeah would have been yeah. much better for him to just ride some pine yeah. uh, hey he's the Man City backup he's good he must be wouldn't be a Man City if he wasn't and like even we should, City, no. uh, we should thank him profusely though for allowing us to not figure this out during the World Cup. Like, yeah. Oh. Oh no. Um. But like I, I think that like uh, ultimately like I'm not actually that concerned about goalie because I think that um either either we're gonna get Matt Turner playing enough that it doesn't matter or Ethan Horvath has shown that in a pinch it doesn't matter how much he's played and how well he's played because the dude has the memory of a goldfish. That was a Ted Lasso reference. <laughs> um, how, how has he been playing? Uh, who's Ethan he with? Horvathy. Okay. Luton Town. Just Luton Ethan Town. Horvathy. All right. Like, like you watch him and you're like. Sparingly, but good. Yeah. Like, he's good. He's, he's, he's good. Okay. He's like, he's, he's, he's like, uh, just like everybody's third keeper. Like, okay. <laughs> Gus Farad. Is probably the best analogy I, was I have. Say, he's like the backup quarterback that somehow ends up playing until he's forty-three, but he hasn't taken a snap since twenty thirteen. Well, Luton Town has only allowed four goals in five games, so that's all right. Okay, by my by my math, uh, this is I a math. He at least two of those. Yeah, I, I think he's their starter. I think he is actually, but like, yeah, um, he's not Nottingham Forest. Yeah, he started Saturday. Okay. A two-zero loss for Luton Town to uh, to to English uh, juggernaut who Bristol City. Of course, of this course is where I wish I knew all their like little nicknames. Be like the Baggies defeated the Tweety Birds, <laughs> 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 and like like they don't even have like the self-respect to make it part of their team name outside of the one team that uh, this podcast uh, demonstrably supports, um, which is the Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, it's actually just Hotspur. Um, Town is the Hatters, which I enjoy. Hatters. The That's Hatters. Awesome. The Hatters awesome. lost 2-0 this Saturday. Sorry. Uh, tough, um, tough loss for the Hatters. Tough loss for the Hatters. But um, I hope that they can keep their head held high, um, you know, chin up, et cetera. They are, 
other they are only one letter off from being the haters and that is much more in line with our with our general demeanor although i don't think that it's it's such a shame because like we talk about like our team is fueled on spite um we did have a a keeper who could have been the purest like form of that and then he left us um and he's his career has gone down the toilet although he yeah apparently he's starting for dc now um Ochoa? Yeah. Yeah, he started, like, I think, like, one of the last three. When did he leave RSL? I thought he was playing for, like, RSL's, like, under-14 team. He was doing that, but they, they, like, (laughs) let him go for, like, four grand in TAM or whatever. Um, So we miss him. They finally Googled his age. Like, oh, no, he's under-14. I, like, and, and, like, it's such a shame because he was, he was, like, so well-demeanored for American. He uh, has a mustache now? That's amazing. I mean, he joined the Mexican yes. national team. <laughs> like, there are rules. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so, so like, I, I think that, like, ultimately, like, the keeper discussion is not all that interesting. Um, and, like, I, I am interested. The one thing I do, like, the, the last thing I want to mention here, um, not for 2022, not even really for 2024, um, but, like, at some point, we are going to have to find a backup six at some point in the next four years, because like no. Kellen Acosta is not good enough to do this, even though he's the best we've got. Um, Tanner Tessman is playing game in game out for Venezia. I know it's in the second level of Italy. I know that they're not very good, um, but he's, he's playing nineties. Um, and we've and, been talking nicely about uh, Edelman with the Red Bulls with Red Bull as well. So I don't right. know. Like, I, I think that there are some options, but like I, I've, I'm, I'm sort of like, all in on the Tanner Tessman thing because this is a football football mashup podcast and he's like sure yeah 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 like I, well, I sort of have to do that and what kills me too is I, I don't think I'm wrong on this but I don't think Berhalter has played four two three one a single time it's since a, he's taken it's, over it's a the only the only time I can think he playing two midfielders is when he ran that like three at the back thing yeah and I think it was I don't even know like Musa and Acosta or something I don't something know like that. but um, yeah. Just no, no two midfielder systems. I mean, like, and and the thing is, is that like he did play like a modified version of it of a four two three one when he had Aronson as the eight, but Aronson wasn't really playing as an eight, um, and and Cannon was staying at home, and like it was a different system. It was interesting. I liked it, um, but like it, it, the lack of willingness to play what is obviously our best shape is annoying, um, like. To, to me, it's obvious. Like, I, uh, like you look at our personnel and it's like. Well, it lets you get, it lets you get one extra of Aronson, Wea, Pulisic, or Wea on. And that's right. your, that's, you know, four. Uh, those are four of your best 11 players. So if you can find a way to get as many of them on as possible, that would be helpful. And, and I mean, there is a way to get all four up there. And it, and it has to do with the fact that Tim Wea like does actually play as a striker for his club. I'm so bummed he got hurt too, because yeah. he was supposed to move to Valencia, right? That was a that fairly was rumor. legitimate rumor. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 a shame because again, we are just constantly in the idea of consolidating the <laughs> amount of teams we have to watch. We have families, um, people. Like most of us. Well, most of us, right? Sorry, Greg. Um, wow. <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm just Catch saying, like, like, I, like it would have been great if we if we only had to watch four teams in Europe, like that would have been awesome. Like, mm-hmm. like Dortmund with, with Reina and dust Leeds with Aronson and Adams, 
Valencia with Wea and Musa, and then uh, Pulisic gets the move to Juventus. There you go. That's you catch it. four games and you get the majority of the players that matter. That's it. And yep. like, the, and then like, you don't need to watch center backs. You don't like, like, if you really have a deep desire to watch Jedi, sure. But like, that would have been great. Do we need to talk about Fulham trying to replace Jedi, by the way? I'd rather not. <laughs> we, if we just like pretend it's not happening. Can we just make it not happen? I think that if we all just collectively decide to ignore it for the next week, uh, then we'll get to the other side of the transfer deadline and it will not have happened. Um, it's manifestation. Right. We are collectively manifesting the idea that Jedi is a locked in Premier League starter, um, like Tim Ream before him. Um, because again, everybody, Tim Ream is a locked in Premier League starter in the year of Tim Tebow's Lord 2022. Well, you know, if we need an emergency left back, he's there. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I like the idea of just not playing with the left back. Like, what if we just didn't? Like, you know, you know how, like, in FIFA or Football Manager, you can create your own formation? Like, what if we just didn't? And we just had an extra attacker? Well, I mean, the last time we played, we didn't have deaths, so they had Cannon drop back and be kind of a de facto, you know, right center back. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Like, like what Actually, if we just... he's going to get pushed out left on the wing and it's going to go really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, also that, but, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I think, like, in terms of things that happened this last weekend, that's sort of it. Uh, am I missing anything? Oh, Matthew Hoppy uh, got off the bench for Middlesbrough. Um, I don't, I really love Matthew Hoppy. I don't think that he is going to figure into anything. Um, Musa played. It was uneventful. They lost 1-0. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McKenney, right. Like I said, he's not injured. Oh, I watched part of that game. That is one of the worst soccer games <laughs> I've watched in a good long time. Holy crap. That was terrible. Oh, no. The, the, the opposite of the Leeds game for happiness. Purposes. Yes. Oh, the, uh, was it uh Juventus Sam, Sam, Sampdoria? Something like Sampdoria. that. I don't know. They were Sam- awful. Or Sampdoria. Sampdoria. Um, also, with with apologize to various people on Twitter, and I'm talking about like two people in specific who feel the need to respond to me. We're not going to talk about Dwan Jones. All right, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't happen. We can talk about like we'll we'll talk about like domestic options. Like um, Jesus Ferrer is good. Brandon Vasquez scores goals. Aaron Long is terrible at center back for club and country. But we're not going to talk about Dwan Jones. Is Kellen Acosta good in MLS? By the way, no. I don't think I've seen him play this year. No. I've I've watched I've watched him play live once and on TV once uh, for LAFC and no. So he's on the team because he's on the team. He's on the team because he's on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. 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 It's a meritocracy, y'all. Stay it's healthy, good. Tyler. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, Tyler. Keep uh, cashing those checks, son. <laughs> uh. So uh, as always, uh, thank you to our our soccer panelist, uh, Ben. You can find Ben at halfspaces.com. You can find him at at BL Herald. Um, we should have a, uh, newsletter up on the website, uh, at some point over the next week, because I just remembered that we have the ability to do newsletters, uh, and somebody should write one over the next week. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll do like a, a crack at the 23 before we, before we get to the September, uh, September call-ups and whatnot. Yeah. I've been meaning to do a, I've been meaning to do a, um, a depth chart article. I haven't updated my depth chart in a while. Great. It's going to get sent to your, uh, to your inbox if you sign up with us on Zippish Stream. Um, so just at me if you want to do that or at Mr. Marjorie Rising 89 uh, for all of your, you know, logistical questions. He, he enjoys it. Um, 
you can find me in operational and operations. You're right. You are in charge of operations. Um, I, I can be found at diamonds Esquire or, uh, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, again, I am not the guy tweeting on Saturdays. So given that this Saturday is week zero, um, if you at the account, it's not going to be me, it's going to be somebody else, but they will likely not respond to you because, um, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get people to take out over the account. They don't want to, uh, I believe in them. I think that they will special. Thank you to Instagram, um, for having a name that I like to mention no other reason. Special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith Workforce Management Group, as well as whoever Blue Wire decides to put in. Uh, again, Wu Tungsten. Um, please like, subscribe, share, uh, re- leave us a review. We really do appreciate those. We find them very funny, especially if they're negative. Um, so uh, as always, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.